Well, first of all, thank you all for coming here today. Um, as you all know, today is the day that the governor has called a special session to address some common sense gun safety measures. Um, before I get started, um, and as you can see, I'm here with several Democratic members of the state Senate, but I also wanted to recognize uh, two of the groups uh, that have joined us here today. First of all, we have several members from Moms Demand Action. Uh, so thank you to everybody who's here. Um, I should actually add, I just noticed a third group. Wave is here with some representatives. Uh, and March for Our Lives is here. Um, are there others that I'm missing? Um, I want to say thank you to all of you for coming out. Um, about an hour ago, I saw some of you. I know Todd was out in the cold wearing a big jacket uh, with us uh, with the 80% Coalition. And what they were there to talk about was the about four out of five Wisconsinites who support the two common sense gun safety measures uh, that have been introduced in the legislature that I support, that Governor Evers supports, and that is expanding background checks so we can close the loophole that allows people who are prohibited from possessing a firearm, and that includes people who've committed a dangerous felony or people who have a domestic violence restraining order that's been issued against them. This legislation would close the loophole that allows those people to buy a firearm without going through a background check. This would ensure that, like the vast majority of people who buy a firearm, uh, those folks would also need to go through a background check to obtain a firearm. Uh, the other piece of legislation is a red flag law, a law that would allow a police officer or a family member or a household member who sees the kind of clear warning signs that are often present before an act of gun violence happens and allows that person to go to a judge to request an order that would temporarily disarm that person. Uh, these are two common sense measures. They have broad support. Um, I will say I'm, I'm a little disappointed that there are only Democratic members of the state Senate here, uh, and I'm certainly disappointed that the Senate and the Assembly are not going to be seriously considering these bills today. And I say that in part because I have stood up to advocate for common sense gun safety measures, not just with people who are elected officials, but with police chiefs. The police chief from Middleton joined us when we had a press conference regarding our universal background check bill. I was joined by police chiefs from Appleton and Oshkosh and Wrightsville in support of the red flag legislation. And the reason that police chiefs who don't get involved in partisan issues very often have been willing to stand up is because these are not partisan issues. They are common sense public safety issues. They are issues that are supported by a majority of Democrats. They're supported by a majority of Republicans. They're supported by a majority of gun owners. Uh, it seems like the only place we can't find majority support for this legislation is in the Wisconsin State Legislature. So we are going to keep fighting for this common sense legislation because if it passes, it will make communities in Wisconsin safer. It will have the potential to help save lives. We have examples from around the country. Just this summer, there were two mass shootings within about a day of each other in Dayton and El Paso. In Brookfield at the Azana Spa shooting, the person who committed that act was prohibited from possessing a firearm, but was able to get one without going through a background check because of that loophole I was describing before. We can take action to help save lives, and it is time for the Republicans in the state Senate and the state assembly to have the political courage to have debate about these issues. Because you know we've heard from the majority leader, we've heard from the speaker that their members don't support this legislation. I say let's find out. But we have so far not had a vote on these issues, even though they're supported by about four out of five Wisconsinites. We haven't had a debate about them. 
and we haven't had a hearing about them in this legislative session. So let's have that debate because this is about safe communities. People are here to represent their constituents, but when it comes to this issue, they are not representing the majority of their constituents, and it is time to take action. We are here to say not only that we are calling on the legislature to do something today, but that we are going to keep calling on them to take action until they finally take the steps we need to make our communities safer. So thank you for everybody who is here today. Um, we encourage you to contact your legislators and to demand that they take action. Um, and uh, with that, I, who's on deck here? Senator Johnson. Thank you very much. thousand six hundred and one three thousand six hundred and one victims of gun violence in the city of Milwaukee from 2014 through September 1st of 2019 601 fatal shootings 3,000 non fatal shootings in Wisconsin, there's a thriving business that allows people who are prevented from owning guns to purchase them online legally from non-licensed dealers through private gun sales at, at gun shows, flea markets, and people selling their firearms simply online. Wisconsin residents deserve to work, play, and live in safe neighborhoods. We deserve the right to go to school, to work, and places of worship without the fear of becoming one of Wisconsin's next gun violence victim. Strong background checks help save lives and create safer, thriving neighborhoods and community. By expanding the requirement of our state um, to check the, uh, um, for our state's background check laws, purchases in the state of Wisconsin, we need to do this in order to reduce illegal gun sales and transfers while still protecting the rights of responsible gun owners. This will save lives. And to help stop the epidemic that is plaguing so many of our Wisconsin families. In states that require background checks for private sales, women are 46% less likely to be shot to death by their intimate partners. In Wisconsin on October 20th, 2012, Radcliffe Houghton had this ad on armslist.com. It was listed under want to buy. Looking for a handgun that is $300 or best offer? I'll post a few handgun that I'm interested in. I've had these picks for a long time that I got off Google. Looking to buy ASAP? Not looking for compact, prefer full size, any caliber is okay. Hoping it is a high mag capacity, no less than nine. Tell me what all is included with the handgun, ammo, accessories, etc. I'm a serious buyer, so please call me at ASAP. Have cash now and looking to buy. I am mobile. After purchasing a 40 caliber handgun for $500 and buying extra ammunition from a local store, one day later on October 21st, 2012, at approximately 11.09 a.m., Radcliffe Houghton fatally shot his ex-wife, Zena, and two other women, injured four others before taking his own life at the Azana Spa in Brookville. 
States with background checks on private sales, law enforcement officers are 48% less likely to be killed with handguns. A 9mm Glock used to kill Commander Paul Bauer in Chicago was first sold in Wisconsin at PT Firearms in Cross Plains. The owner sold it to a fellow conservation club member who then sold it to a Milwaukee man he met on armslist.com. There is a price to be paid and a toll, both direct and indirect, from the illegal possession of handguns by those who should not have them. Taxpayers have a loss. Taxpayers are spending millions of dollars each year for medical care for these victims. Most of the victims do not have medical insurance and those who qualify are on Medicaid. Hospitals are also losing millions of dollars as Medicaid does not pay the full um, cost for reimbursement for these services. The average gun, um, the average homicide victim is a $5 million loss per victim. This includes earning potential over the victim's lifetime, loss of wages for family members and caregivers, hospitalization, gun-related court proceedings, and social programs. For those individuals who think that gun violence doesn't take its toll, not only on the victims, but on the community, they're dead wrong. 3,601 individuals became victims of gun violence from 2014 through, December 1st, through September 1st of 2019. That's an mm -hmm. epidemic. And it's an epidemic that is not only exclusive to Milwaukee, but in other parts of the state as well. But the toll is most definitely felt by everyone living in the city of Milwaukee because we want our safer streets and we want our communities to thrive as well. And now I will turn it over to Senator Lena Taylor. Thank you, Senator Johnson. In total, there have been at least 2,283 mass shootings since Sandy Hook, with at least 2,585 people killed, 9,512 wounded. In Milwaukee, my constituents don't care if we are Democrats or Republicans. They just want to know at what point is enough enough? At what point are legislators ready to do something? At what point are we willing to show a plan? At what point are legislators ready to hear them? And at what point are legislators ready to take action? 80% of people in Wisconsin want these bills. Senator Johnson mentioned, mentioned a bill, but the red flag bill, it just says allow loved ones and others to say that we see something present and that a court has ordered for us to put a hold on someone being next to their weapon. I know my Republican colleagues have said, well, we don't listen to polls. 
We stand on values. Well, do you value life? Do you value our children? Do you value that we have a duty to come to work? Do you hear their tears of the parents and the fears of our children who are being killed daily without any action by legislators? <clears throat> we did do a special session, but it was to strip powers from the incoming governor and attorney general. But no special justice, no special session for juvenile justice, no special session for gun violence, no special session for the thing that plagues this nation, but as Senator Johnson stated, plagues Wisconsin. In our state's history, the legislature has met 94 times in a special session. Are our children not worth it? Are their lives not worth it? My Republican colleagues gobbled in, gobbled out, presidents not even here, for one of the biggest public health issues of our day. Children being murdered in school across the nation. Worshippers being murdered in their place of worship. Concert goers. We have one of the biggest outdoor venues for concerts in the nation. In my great city, Milwaukee, Summerfest. How can we not act? It's our duty to act. Come to work for the people of Wisconsin. Can we come to work to talk about this difficult issue? Can we come and have due process through the legislature? Can we come to work to speak? And can you come to work to defend your position? Can you come to work to defend your failure to act? Whatever it is, your unwillingness to even try. Can you come to work? Come to work for the people. Come to work and protect our children. Come to work and tell us why. Tell us why you are unwilling to hear the cry of the people of Wisconsin. It's what we're paid for. Come to work. Wait, well, I, let me just finish by saying um, thank you again to everybody who's here, particularly uh, all the people who showed up from Moms Demand Action. You, those of you in the front row here, the reporters, the, this room is filled with people back there. Um, from Moms Demand, you can see all their shirts. We've also got folks here from WAVE, um, and we have folks from March for Our Lives. Uh, this is part of an, of an effort that is going to continue. We're going to continue fighting to make our communities safer. Um, thank you to the many state senators who joined us, and with that, we're happy to open it up for any questions. Well, Josh, since Republicans have shown an interest in the bills and said that there are Second Amendment rights in lines, what's the fight going to entail if you can't get them to come up for a vote of a bill that's 80% support the public? How are we going to 
We're going to keep calling for action, and we're going to keep uh, drawing attention to this issue. And I want to encourage uh, people in their districts around the state to uh, to make a phone call and let them know how you feel about these issues, um, because this problem, unfortunately, isn't just going to go away because we uh, the legislature ignores it. This is one we need to take up. Um, I will mention on Second Amendment issues, this is not a close question. The, these are laws that have been upheld. We already conduct background checks on the vast majority of firearm sales in Wisconsin. Closing a loophole doesn't violate anybody's rights. Uh, red flag laws have been upheld in Florida, in Connecticut, and in Indiana. Um, and they're similar in design. The one we've introduced here in Wisconsin is similar in design to other legislation that is already in place in Wisconsin and that allows for people who are dangerous to be disarmed. Um, one other thing I'll say, there was a PolitiFact summary recently of some uh, statements that were made about gun safety issues. I'm sure several of you saw it. Uh, it described a statement uh, I made, which is about how people who are subject to domestic violence restraining orders or people who otherwise can't possess a firearm because they've committed a felony, under current law, they can evade a background check by making a, a private purchase. That was rated true. Uh, Speaker Voss and the majority leader also made statements about these gun safety measures. Both of their statements were rated mostly false. And I would say there's a reason for that, and that is because the truth is on our side. These bills will make communities safer, they are consistent with Second Amendment rights, and there's overwhelming public support for them. The only thing that is stopping this from moving forward is that uh, members of the legislature are preventing uh, a hearing and a vote on these bills. I just want to add to that that they um, are refusing to come to work. They're refusing to come to work on an issue. And so you ask the question of, well, what, since they won't come to work, you know, kind of, you know, where are we at? I think the first thing is constituents, Wisconsin, Wisconsinites out there. You need to say something to your legislators. You need to flood the phones and flood with emails and flood with letters and show up in the building. Because I get it. If you disagree with a piece of legislation, I'm all for a little debate and disagreement. But you got to show up to work. You got to show up and defend the position. And if you don't, then the people, you have to hold people accountable. You have to do it. The power <clears throat> is in the hands of the people, and you have to do that. And so what are we going to do? We're going to continue to do our job. We're going to show up to work and show up to speak about the issues that are crisis issues in this state and very candidly in my community. Didn't a lot of you guys not show up a few years ago for a bill? Actually, no. Us, us deciding to deny quorum was showing up with the tool that we had available so that what would not happen is that we would not have individuals run in the same way that they have done. But I do understand the need to divert from the lost lives of children and families. This isn't political. This isn't political at all. I would do if, if leaving the state would put in these two pieces of legislation, by goodness, I'd be gone. You'd be talking to me from somewhere. But I need them to show up. They did not show up to deny quorum. That's not what they did. They did not. They denied people to even have a voice. 
We left because they wouldn't allow people to have a voice even then, if you go back and check the record. But my question is, will you ask them, what, what is the reason that they can deny the voice of the parents that cry? Let me just add, I was not a member of the state Senate then, I'm not a member of the state Senate now, but you knew where every Democratic member of the state Senate stood on that issue. That wasn't the issue. They weren't hiding from what their position was. The members of the legislature right now, the Republicans and the Assembly and the Senate, we don't even know what most of them think about this issue. They won't take a vote on it. They won't say what their position is. And I've seen repeatedly in your reports, they deny to respond to requests for comment. Uh, it's time for people to stand up and to say where they stand on these issues. The baby agrees. <laughs>